Hey, thanks for listening and for downloading the Height of Heart podcast. I'm Deanna Fletcher. This week, we're in conversation with a very talented photographer and artist, Hannah Burton. She's photographed some of the biggest influences in Christian music and church leadership and fashion as well. Her new project, Isaiah David, provides anyone with the opportunity to hang beautiful biblically inspired pieces in their homes as a personal reminder of God's grace in their life and also creates really cool opportunity to have conversation about faith when friends and family may come to your home for a visit. You can find out more about it at isaiahdavid.com and on Instagram. And as always, you can reach out and get in touch with me on Instagram and on Twitter. Send us your questions and let us know who you would like us to speak to in the future as well. What subjects perhaps you would like us to cover. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future conversations. Speaking of conversations though hannah burton thank you for um thanks for stopping by thanks for having me friend how fun is this just coming in hanging out at work bring your friend to work (laughs) and so tell us a little bit about what you do i am a photographer um based in new york from london with a weird fake australian accent so it's do you think you have an australian accent i don't but the majority of New York City does. So, <laughs> so yeah, so I'm a photographer. Um, my background is fashion. That's what I was trained in. I was mm-hmm. assisted in that for three years. I'm now creating art pieces that visually communicate the Word of God. Now, okay, tell me about this before we jump into all the many things that we are, I'm sure, going to talk about today. Um, tell us about your latest art project and what inspired you to get involved with something like this? I, for a long time, had struggled um, to understand the Word of God. I'm I'm very visual, given my job. I have to see things first before I can comprehend it. That sounds a bit strange. But um, I really struggled to actually apply the Word because I couldn't see and understand the stories in the Bible. You couldn't imagine it? Yes. Yeah, Mm. very visual person. And for a long time, I, I, I sat on this idea. I was like, what if other people had struggled too? Given my background of photography, I thought, what if you fused the two and you took the scriptures and communicate it visually in a modern conceptual way that really helps people see Jesus and the Word of God in a new way in contemporary art? So I started brainstorming, and again, I was so scared to do it. I just sat on it for such a long time. And I'd put this kind of visual thing together, like a conceptual reference piece together and showed a friend in L.A. and he was like, yeah, you have to do this. And you know when it's like you show someone an idea and then it's like, oh, there's that accountability now. I've showed someone and they're like doing, like you have to do it. They'll expect you to do it. (laughs) They'll text you in six months and go, so when can I expect the launch? Exactly. And honestly, it was him that really catapulted it. And it's really funny because we talked and he's like, I didn't do anything. And I was like, you actually did. So it's just amazing the way God uses people in your life and they don't even know. But um, So after that, I, I came back from LA and I just sat in my living room and I was like, okay, let's just brainstorm this. So I thought, what's a common scripture that everybody knows that everybody can think of whether you're saved or not? And I was like, Psalm 23, that would be amazing to really get people thinking about because it's such a common scripture that everybody knows whether you're in church or not. But if you don't maybe know it, what does it say? Uh, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Um, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He restores my soul. Leads me beside he leads the waters. Me, yep. He leads one. me down the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yep. Though I walk through the darkest... I'm paraphrasing in different versions here. Um, I will fear no evil. That's it. 
for you are with me, thy rod and thy staff comfort me. Um, you anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Boom! Boom. No one's ever asked me that question. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the point. You don't have to necessarily know it off by heart, word for word, like a mantra. It's getting what it says into your heart, into your soul, into your mind and meditating on it, which is what you've done with this project. So continue. Yes. So now we've just, I've just been working for the last two years on creating 11 images that reflect each of those scriptures. And now they are edition pieces of arts that you can buy online. And edition is, means limited, yeah. Yes. So there's one of fifty of each size. There's two sizes, thirty by twenty, and then ten by eight. So the idea is, is that if, if you come to my house for dinner, and I have this mandate on the wall, and you don't know Jesus, and you just appreciate the art, you're going to ask me questions. And then it, it's a conversation piece. Yeah. And I've always, for people that have bought them recently, keep asking, they're like, I don't know which one I want to buy. I want this, I like this. And my question to them is always like, what season are you in? Like, what have you just walked through? Because I feel like if you're explaining to someone the heart behind the image, you're going to be feel, you're going to have so much more conviction when it's a scripture that's based around something that you've just walked through. Yes. So if you true. feel like you're, you've struggled with identity, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing because you've understood who you are in Jesus now. Um, what other scriptures have you camped on for this first run of these, of these prints? So I actually looked at some of the other Psalms. He prepares a banquet in the presence of my enemies. That's actually one of my favourite images. And it's been amazing to hear the feedback of people that have bought the prints who are actually saying, like, you have no idea what this means and, like, this is so amazing to be able to have that as a constant reminder of, no... God does do that. He prepares a banquet knowing that the enemy is trying to get in and he can't. So it's amazing that people are actually really understanding the vision and grasping onto it, that this is a visual mandate. Like you wake up every day, it's the first thing you see and it's that reminder of who God is in your life and what he's done. So you you see a great piece of art, you buy it, it comes with this scripture that you identify with heavily, something that you're walking through at the moment or it's a constant reminder of something you've already come through. Yeah. And then for you, you see it every day. It's a visual reminder for you of what God's brought you through or is bringing you through. But then also, like you said, when you have people around and they just appreciate the photograph and they yeah. might ask questions about it, it opens a door exactly. for you to have conversations about your faith that you didn't even bring it up. You didn't even try because um, it can be a bit awkward to have that conversation so with someone. Awkward. You really want to tell your friends about God or you really want to bring them to church or a family member. You kind of run out of ways to kind of like, how do I start this conversation? You you almost hope that they're going to ask a question because they think something's interesting. Yeah. This is it. Yeah. And I think the, the body of Christ really needs to start expanding and broadening its ways of communicating. You know, we're, we're all gifted with amazing gifts and talents that God's given us for him to get the glory through those so why would we not start thinking outside of the box like he created heaven and earth and and that ability lives inside of us yeah so for me this was such a fun project to just go okay if if I never do anything again how would I want to do this and would I want to do anything differently with this project and would I want to experiment with different mediums and would I want to experiment with milk and paint and all these things absolutely so it's been so fun to really just experiment and play 
and now I'm concepting the next collection and we're, you know, I'm thinking about big picture, like what does this look like? What do we want to create next? What do we want to do? How do we continually show Jesus in these pieces of art and keep him constantly involved? Because I think there's a danger sometimes that we can keep creating but not involve the creator. And it's a very, very fine line. I have been guilty of that. Oh, me too. Plenty of times because we just get to work every day. Yeah. Um, how do you, how in this particular project, this this visual endeavour, have you um, practically made sure that God was present and the Holy Spirit was at work and you were hearing from him as you've been planning these steps and going about? What a great question. I think in the beginning, I actually didn't think that way. Halfway through the project, I actually put it on pause which is why it took it so long, because I didn't feel that way and I didn't feel necessarily that I was doing it with the with the right heart. It was like, I just want to create. I had this idea, but it was just like, I'm going to shoot this. And then I shot the first, I think, four or five images and then I left a gap because I think personally I really needed to go away and think and pray and seek God in this and really let him take over because it's so easy to get caught up in what you do and it's your gift and your talent and I had to stop and go hang on a minute this is a project that needs to reflect the heart of God and therefore God needs to be at the center of it and I I hope and pray that that is seen that the images that people see God in these images because I've really had to seek him and study these words and study what it what it means for myself and my revelations because it's again it's so easy to get caught up in the doing this has been my way of actually learning the bible which has been amazing because throughout this process like yes I wanted to understand it visually but now I get to actually study while I work so there's all these like things that I've learned along the way that had I have not slowed the process down and took the time to do I don't know if I'd necessarily have the fruit of content that we have now it must be so incredibly satisfying um, to take though your skills your talents you've spent years um, working around other people who have more experience than you you've grown your craft to take what you do as a profession and marry that to something that's so spirit-led and so, um, so it's such a ministry mindset for you and to put that out there for other people. So you're not the only one benefiting from it. You're really putting something into the world that can hopefully help people um, to visually experience I think the Bible. We, Isn't that massively, like, massively rewarding in itself? It is. And again, none of this talent and none of this gift is mine in the first place. So I think all we can do is steward what we have well. And I hope that I've done that because none of it is is mine. Mm. And I have to hold it very loosely and know that this is for a greater purpose because I think, honestly, we're just going to get real transparent here, I think in the beginning of this project it was very much the opposite of, oh, well, I'll do this and think of all the notoriety and it's it's a very it's very interesting to see what god's done through this project in my heart and a real like i've had to grow 
you know, I'm surrounded by amazing leaders, amazing friends, amazing pastors who I'm learning from every day, as well as my own walk when I'm studying. And I, I honestly feel like throughout this process, there's, there's, God has been calling me to a higher standard of living and, you know, relationships and friendships. And there's a higher standard because, you know, having that revelation of God living inside of you is the bars up here now, you know? Sure. It's no longer about me. It's about him living in me. Um, in fact, though, also you mentioned there that it can be kind of hard not to get caught up in the notoriety of it. I think that's even harder nowadays because of all the credits that we see flying around. As a photographer, you'll have people posting images that you took and it'll say photo by at Hannah Burton or whatever. Basically, how many credits, um, how many people are seeing your name? And you know I mean, like, I'm, I know for you that doesn't really, you don't really care, but it's hard for a lot of people because I think this is now the standard of normal. Yeah, and I think the the media industry's changed so much since when I first stepped into it. Now there's this immediacy to photography, there's this immediacy to what we do, and I just keep thinking, like, if I was a nurse and I walk into the hospital for the first time, they're not going to give me a job. They're not going to say, yeah, you're fully qualified to go in and create, do surgery just because I've been in a hospital for a day. So because people have a phone... There's this the ability to create, which everybody has the right to create. And absolutely, if you feel like you're called to that, run with it. But I think we have to be very careful that we don't overstep and entitle or undermine other people's gifts and talents. Does I, the instant culture, does that bother you? Absolutely. Yeah. It bothers me because it's, you know, I've, I've had to work very hard. I've, you know, I've assisted a photographer for three years and I was up at four in the morning, there at six. You know, you're, you're the same. You're in first thing in the morning, you're recording. There's so many things to do mm. and you have to be focused all the time and you're also learning all the time. You're learning about other people. You're learning about the dynamic of the set. You're learning the technical. You're learning the lighting. You're learning the packing. You're learning the relationship dynamic. Mm. There's so much going on all the time and it changes every second. You want people to create and express themselves, absolutely, but you don't can we want, do it with a level of yeah, excellence yeah. And that you don't shows want, God's heart because God gave us excellence in his son. So why are we giving it average in a gift that he's given us? Yeah, and I, I'm all for, like, again, have a camera, have a go. Like, it's your life, do what you want. But we shouldn't lose your level of... Um, interest in your field of your profession, that would just be a horrible thing. I mean, it's interesting because you and I grew up, we're kind of at, at the at the kind of the back end of the millennial generation yeah. where um, we still have had to intern and work our way up yeah. and we've done all the hard graft yeah. and we've um, paid our dues. And so for me, I have had plenty of moments where I've just thought, well, you know, I love the fact that millennials now who are younger than us they've gone on youtube they've started an account and they're millionaires and they've got loads of followings and they've got a career that's awesome that you can make a career out of nothing but what a shame to have that you you lose everything that we've learned yeah. in that season and like you say we continue to learn and we continue to grow i'm so thankful for that experience that i got to graft it was hard work but i'm so thankful because it's shaped me and it's given me a great work ethic what I hope it has. 
Um, all right, then. You've spent all this time telling us that we should embrace really great photography and we should try harder. So, really quickly, give us some top tips for taking a really good photograph. Um, take your time. Okay. Patience and waiting is the key because you could take 10 shots and rush it and hope for the best or you can stand there, find your subject, walk around, find the best angle, get high, get low, what's the best light, take your time because what you see straight away might not be the best thing but it might look great in that moment but it could be that if you stand three metres to the left and you get this beautiful rim light on the back of the person's head might be the best shot. Okay, I'm challenged then to not be so instantaneous with my quick snap and move on, but rather to actually suss it out. But you know, the Bible does talk about waiting on the Lord, and we hear this a lot, this waiting and this waiting, and surely... Thank you, bring it back to the holy level. But, tr- but truly, good, good things must happen then to those who wait, as the old saying says, otherwise... You know, it wouldn't it wouldn't be something that we're encouraged to do. Meditation is more a thing that we talk about now. This this concept of being mindful, being a bit more patient, waiting. It's not about getting cranky at someone at the till. It's about like your mind actually needs the space. Yeah. Your mind needs rest. Yes. Um so how have you found that then in your life? Because we both work in pretty demanding careers. A lot of people do. It's busy, it's hectic, people have demands on you. There are financial pressures. There are all sorts of pressures. So how have you, how have you found that journey of rest to work for you? Um, well, I actually haven't shared this with many people, but I I struggled for a long time, um, and this is why this project has become so personal to me. Is that I actually really struggled for a long time in like actually just resting in God, like actually really studying His Word and listening to Him and listening to what He says. So for me, I just took a season where I was like, okay, I'm actually really going to do this. I was kind of forced into it, but I'm so thankful that I was. And I really got to sit and receive, and it God's actually blown my mind in what he's done in that time. It's given me clarity of what I'm called to do, really had a lot of revelations. So I had to stop yeah. and go, all right, God, who am I? And what do you say about me? What do you want me to do? Even this week when I was in Sweden, I had the most amazing trip, spent the most amazing time with awesome friends, got to see this amazing city. And I remember one day just waking up going, God, I feel like I haven't been with you. Like I haven't spent time with you properly because it was so go, 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 go. Like that just one morning I just put on praise and worship because I was like, I just need that time. And he says like, I'm the vine. So if we don't stay tethered to the vine, how can we bear fruit for sure for me it's it's one of those things i constantly have to go back and my prayer is with that with just just with this project that every image seen just shows his heart i've know what it means now to rest in god and not to rest in god and the fruit of both and i know now which one i want i have found i have done the stuff in my own strength because we, you know, we work in industries where you work really hard to yeah. get the next job or whatever. Uh, and then I have also done the whole, it's kind of similar to what you said, where I felt forced into this season of rest, which in all of God's wisdom, he knew that I needed. But it's interesting, like doing work from a place of rest. It's been interesting where I've gone like, 
I need to do this, that and the other, or like, God, help me with this, help me pay that yeah. bill, help me with this. And his, his response is just, no, I want you to rest in me. Yeah. Like, well, that's counterproductive. I need to do stuff. I've got problems. And then I sit and I do what he asks me to do. And I'm not even joking you. The phone rings. I get yeah. emails during that time. And I'm like, gosh, working. And, f- and it's not even just work because it's following my own calling on my life that God's placed on my life. Doing that from a place of rest far outweighs and is yeah. far better than just doing it out of place of me doing or me stressing or me putting too much pressure on myself. Like, it's just not worth it. No. It's not worth it. And I've what I've seen in that season of rest was the same thing of like, okay, God, you've told me to rest. You've told me to rest, but I need to pay my rent. So yeah, exactly. Not, this feels like an oxymoron. It's the balance. There's the scripture in Mark where it talks about when the disciples are like, we've got nothing left. And he's like, did I not do this for you before? Am I not going to do it again? Yeah. So for me, I really had to learn and receive God's word to be true and just trust in it and rest that. And literally every bill has always been paid. Every rent was paid. And I just sit there going, what just happened? And it's always an 11th hour thing where, you know, a week before it's like, hey, can you shoot this? And I'm like, sure. Guess I can. <laughs> and then it's God comes through. And it's been amazing because I think through this project, God's really increased my faith because I've just got to see, I've got to step back. Because for someone who's raised themselves, I've had to be very fiercely independent and find jobs and do this and yeah. hustle and make these things happen. And God actually just wants me to go, look, can I drive the wheel for a minute? And I'm like, yep. Yep, sure. <laughs> Your God. I'm just little old me. And now I've got to see the fruit of that when you actually just step back and let God be God. I've just seen all these amazing doors open up and amazing things happen because when you let him, you just trust in him and let him be God. Let go, And you let go, the fruit is just so I can relate to what you're so saying. So much better. Thank you. Um, before we go, advice for people younger people who want to be doing what you're doing um it can be a tough road i think the biggest thing i've learned is like you have to humble yourself no matter what job whether you think it's not what you want to do right now it's like god just opens doors and like the more you humble yourself and the the more you just keep working hard i think god will honor that and just really seeking him first in that so, God, where do you want me to be? What do you want me to do? And letting, allowing yourself to have the time to hear from him about it. Because I've done this where I've made some mistakes where I've jumped from one thing to the next thing to the next thing, just trying to like, oh, yeah, if I do this, then that will happen. If I do that, it's like, okay, God. Whereas now I've just stepped back and go, okay, God, what do you want me to do? It's interesting, though, just to interject, because in our, in our professions, there's a lot of, I've noticed there's a lot of um, people we'll have a conversation with you calculating your next move because that will open doors to that and that will open yeah. doors to that. There's a lot of those sort of conversations yeah. that you don't even have with yourself that other yeah. people are having with you. Take that job or speak to that person because that could open that and that could do that. And if this is a stepping stone to this thing, it's very stressful. Yeah, and I think you have to discern that with the Holy Spirit and just be like, okay, this doesn't feel right. Yeah. And as well, like, what are you, like, what are you called to do and does that align with God's will for you? 
As we're having this conversation, though, and somebody goes away and goes, okay, I'm going to pray. I'm going to invite God into my situation. I'm going to really invite him to open the door and I'm going to follow. And the door that opens isn't the door you were expecting or wanting. It's not cool. Other people aren't going to be impressed by it. But will you actually humble yourself and do what he asks you to do and just see what happens? I've had jobs and I remember when I was assisting, like I had to clean all the studios and clean everything and even like people I worked with didn't want to do it and because I was the first, like the youngest assistant it was like stuff got dumped on me and I was like I'm never too proud to to do that like because at the end of the day God knows my heart it's also as well like it's preparation yes it like builds if, character when I've heard I've heard so many people you know who were pastors and preachers who were cleaning toilets and then someone saw you know, their diligence and, and doing this, then it was like, come do this and come be a youth leader and then it's like a youth pastor and then, the, you know, God promotes and honours your hard work because he knows your heart in what you're doing. Yeah. And I always find it funny when when I hear people, like I remember heard something a few months ago or someone's like, yeah, I'd never do that. And I'm like, but you just don't know what God can do through yeah, obedience is a in those thing. Yeah. in those moments. And do you feel like do you feel like we're old people having this conversation? <laughs> I feel like we're parents going. It builds character. <laughs> I love it though. <laughs> it's like life lessons that millennials have learned that are passing on. Yeah, I mean, it's such a different generation now. And it's I was actually with my sister last week, and she's sixteen. She crushed her exam results, by the way. Well done. Um, well done. She got like eight A's. I was like. And I was, like, the first one in the family that got, like, the A's. And I was like, dang, she just outran me. Anyway, side note. you got to be happy for her. Oh, I'm not, so like, pumped. In a stress coma. So pumped. Awesome. And she's, like, the smartest one in our family. She wants Aww. to be a doctor and all sorts. So Good I'm so it. proud of her. But it was just, like, constant, this constant thing of everyone being on their phones. Yeah. And, every, and I just... It's so great because my phone isn't actually working in this country unless I'm on Wi-Fi because okay. it's an American phone. And it's actually so refreshing because I'm present and I'm with people and I'm engaging and I'm actually really terrible with my phone. Like, I've been so bad with it before where people tell me off. So I'm learning to just be in the moment with this with this stuff because, especially because I've come back to London to visit family and friends, like, I want to be present and I want to yeah. be with these people and spend time with them and not just be like, what's that? Sorry, what? I'm just texting someone. Like, I yeah. want to be engaged and it's so hard now because it's this con that's their normal is to communicate through their phones and i it scares me a little bit because i, w- I want to make sure i'm always face to face yeah and i'm sc- always on the phone talking to someone and listening yeah yeah and it's so hard the to scrolling not- also is just like a habit now it's the first thing to do people wake up it's like but i've been i've been guilty of that and i oh, think you've too. got to train yourself yeah, to, to kind go, of put your phone right. down and be present yeah like this having a conversation with somebody with microphones <laughs> ah, we great. might have recorded it um, we could talk forever but we we could talk forever but we're not we going could. to <laughs> because um, people have stuff to do and places to go and things to see thank you so much Hannah Burton for um, for talking to me today thank you so much Deanna Fletcher uh, yeah full names um, <laughs> website tell us where we can buy the project so it's um, isaiah-david.com isaiah-david.com yeah you didn't tell us where the name of the project came from. Tell us ah, about that. I, I actually love this. I was brainstorming with a friend and I was like, I don't know what we're going to call this thing. So we went through the 66 books of the Bible and I, I, I love the idea of merging the two somehow. 
some of them just we were like Matthew John or Isaiah Matthew or like Genesis and I was like this isn't working <laughs> and then again this is why it's so prophetic because I was like reading Isaiah and I'd had this revelation of who God is like I'd really encountered God last year and when you read Isaiah it's such a visually captivating book in the Bible there's so many visual metaphors for God's love and all these amazing prophecies and amazing things happening I was like okay so Isaiah is a definite because it's a visual book and I was like what's the other one so it was the creative element and then I was studying David and Psalm 51 where he talks about create me a pure heart and a steadfast spirit that has always stayed with me for a very long time it's like my mandate I was like David Isaiah David so you have the creative element but then you also have the human heart and David was a man after God's own heart David for me is such an amazing character in the Bible where you look at his heart and he always would kind of realign himself with God so we've ended up with isaiah-david.com yeah <laughs> thanks Hannah thank you my thanks to Hannah Burson for speaking to me today, a very talented photographer and artist. Make sure you check out her work on Instagram and find out more about Isaiah David as well. The limited edition pieces are available now and like explore the verses that she was talking about. Whichever one most speaks to you, you can be reminded of that every time you look at the picture. It's so cool. If you haven't already as well, make sure you subscribe to the Hide Apart podcast so that you don't miss next week's awesome conversation and get in touch and let us know with comments, with questions, if you have subjects that you think we should cover. I mean, we've talked about so much on this series so far. We've talked about women in leadership, uh, which I think we'll do more of, let's be fair. Um, we've talked about asking questions in church. We've talked about science and faith. <laughs> we've talked about entertainment and faith. We've talked a lot about movies and faith. We're basically just going to talk a lot over the next coming weeks and I'm so looking forward to uh, bringing you some more great conversations. But that's it from me. Thanks for listening and I'll speak to you again soon.